Stephanie Grisham is out as White House press secretary after a rocky tenure where she did not hold a single press conference. Then why is she gone? Pretty sure that was her only job description was to not talk to the media. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says, Americans remain the world's leading light of humanitarian goodness. And by, humanica- and by humanitarian goodness, he means morbid obesity. And let's not forget tiger ownership. Me again. The Masters Golf Tournament has been postponed to November. Oh, thank goodness it won't conflict with Coachella, said absolutely no one. And finally, Woody Harrelson had to delete a post where he supported a conspiracy theory that coronavirus was caused by 5G service and cell phones. Well, I guess white men can't think either. The Trump Report starts now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh my goodness, welcome to the Trump Report. Uh, we have uh, the, the gang assembled. Uh, I don't even know uh, where people see us uh, on their screen, but uh, I, I was gonna start doing like the Hollywood squares and being like, and in the center square, Tamar Brown. But uh, you're probably not in the center square for, for most anybody. I need but, an uh, ascot like Jeff Lind. Paul Lind, but- Paul uh, Lind. Yes. Jeff Lind and, uh, is yellow. And then, <laughs> no, I wanna yeah. be like Jeff Lind. <laughs> I, would, I would rather be like him. <laughs> but uh, if you go for the, uh, the more modern uh, 80s Hollywood squares, we can also say uh, in the top left, we have Alf, or also known as Scott Moore. Come on, everybody loves Alf, you know. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, gonna say, I love Alf, so yeah, I, exactly. I, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> uh, thank you uh, for joining us, and thank you to everybody for joining us at, uh, at another time change here. We're uh, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, for the foreseeable future, and also for the foreseeable Or the other way around. <laughs> what did I do the times wrong? Yeah. yeah 11 well, you know, whatever. It's 11 a.m. here. That's I was I was looking out because you know people in the East Coast can't do the math where they have to like you know add three. So you always tell them first. And I, I say this because I grew up in New York. I I, I could never figure it out. It's like what what's mountain time? Uh but anyway, I always like to uh check in with our hosts before we dive into the headlines. Uh Tamara, how's your uh how's your isolation going at the this week since I'm our last great. show? I'm doing I'm I'm very grateful. You know, so many people I know are anxious and stressed and things like that. Um I did give blood the other day and they had a lot of safety precautions in place, but what I keep finding is no matter what safety precautions places put um into place they're never followed correctly. Like they had, they let us know ahead of time, like everybody was going to be spaced apart, at least six feet apart. They wanted everybody sitting while you're waiting. Seats were all going to be spaced apart. But yet they, as, as people were signing in, we were stacked like one right after yeah. right on top of each other. And like, nobody said anything about that. As, as people are sitting spaced apart, still like people hadn't seen each other in a while. So they were like walking around chatting with their friends. And it's like, I find it that even the most staunchest people who are like, don't leave your house unless you need to walk your dog. It's like, we all can only do the best that we can because no matter how hard you try to stick to the rules, everybody breaks them or or at least exaggerates them when they need to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, depending on where you get, as long as it's convenient, people will stay far away, but uh, you know, it's, 
uh, in general, uh, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of uh, good stuff. But then, of course, if anybody goes out and sees something wrong, they're very quickly to take a picture and be, can you believe these people? Uh, yeah, so and then I mean, it's just like I, I, I feel that if anybody is going to be the finger wagger that's telling people, it's like. I, I've already seen hypocrisy. It's like you're only wagging your finger and until you know you need yeah. to get an extra a thousand steps in on your Fitbit or something like that. You know. Yeah, here in Los Angeles, they've uh, you know closed down parks and hiking trails and stuff. And I, I saw those posts that weekend when they were still open. So can you believe how many people are here? I'm like, well, yeah, you're there, idiot. You know. Well, I, I made one of those posts. Okay, I well, I didn't. Went to, to Runyon, and I was like, oh. I can't believe how crowded it is. But I guess what I was saying is that I I was staying a distance from any yeah. other person, but there would be like a group of like five people all walking together. And there still is one because I still take walks um, like up through the Hollywood Hills, which is pretty sure. desolate. But there are times when I will pass a group of people and it's three people, you know, walking yeah. together. And at first, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. Then I'm like, well, for all I know, they all might live in the same house or that, whatever. Well, I don't that's know. true the uh yeah the 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 my favorite one of the those sort of things that i saw was uh there were you know, probably two i don't know middle-aged guys that were out walking together and they both had bandanas but they were around their necks so i was like well then why why did you wear them if you're not going to cover your mouth with it uh scott how's the uh, isolation going for you have you uh have you had to venture out? Uh, this is the week that they tell us that uh, we shouldn't buy groceries or go to the pharmacy. Uh, you know, I just wish they could have told us over the weekend. But uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I wish they would have said that too when I went out grocery shopping last week because I've usually yeah. gone just like once a week or so just yeah. because I like to get a lot of fruits and vegetables and things. Um, so I may have to try like Instacart or something, some kind of delivery for the first time this week. But you know, otherwise it's, it's been great. I'm very fortunate. Although my, my job is going to be, you know, basically on hold after this week until we figure out when we can ramp up again. Cause I'm, you know, working in television production. And so you can't really produce anything when you can't really get yeah. out. Um, so uh, there's definitely been some changes, but I'm very fortunate that, you know, I'm able to at least be at home and I still get out and walk the dogs, which is my break every day. And nice half hour and when the weather's nice it's nice to sit outside too so i'm trying to embrace it the best that i can um during this kind of crazy time and uh you know i've been donating where i can i've been trying to still take out from local restaurants so i can support them um yeah. so you know trying to trying to do my part and otherwise yeah basically just uh trying to make the best out of the situation stay at home and um appreciate that uh uh i can you know compared to a lot of other people, I'm in a good situation. So um, I'm yeah. just be grateful every day for it. Yeah, I think, look, uh, you know, things are evening out for for the most part. You know, the, the last time I was inside of a supermarket, they, they had like uh, toilet paper and paper towels. It was a customer service. So you had to go and talk to them and actually get it. You know, you couldn't just, uh, I don't know, go into the store, you know, three different carts and, you know, fill them up each time or whatever. But uh, I did my my first uh, you had pickup. To apply. You had to write an application for toilet paper. Well, you do need a co-signer, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, if you misuse the toilet paper, uh, like if you TP a house, you actually go to prison because uh, this is not the time for That's TPing. Fair. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when Halloween comes around, that'll be a different story. Then there might be a, 
there might be an executive order from President Trump that TPing is allowed, uh, but only at Halloween. Uh, but I did my first uh, grocery pickup uh, at the pavilions near here, and uh, uh, it was you know they just put it in the car, and uh, I actually got everything. I think when people were doing it the first week, it was like, hey, I put in all f I put in those five things that nobody has, and then my they told me they didn't have them. You know, so it's like okay, but. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, liars. It, yeah, right. It it uh, it seems it seems like it, it it works, and I don't know. I is is that the thing they're going to tell us next too? It's like, well, you shouldn't even be picking up groceries. You shouldn't be getting any more food. You need to eat what you already have. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, you just need to starve now completely because <laughs> yeah, if you don't have any food. You're out of luck. Right. Well, exactly. when when Europe, when Italy and Spain, and I guess they still are on the type of lockdown where you you really can't. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Never mind. Um, they were on the type of lockdown where you couldn't leave your house and you had to yeah. get like special permission to walk your dog. Yeah. Um, how did they, I'm, I'm not even sure how they got their groceries, but we, we could potentially still be at that level, you know, soon that could still be yeah. coming. Who knows? Yeah. And look, the, uh, the idea of, you know, not being able to even go pick up from a restaurant anymore. And then after that, then maybe the delivery services. I mean, here's the thing about the delivery services. I'm not advertising. Uh oh, somebody's got an airplane. Uh, there's uh, I'm I'm not endorsing any of those delivery services, but if you uh, sign up for all of their mailing lists, they all kind of take turns on having free delivery. Uh, so you know it's uh, it is easy to get food, and and uh, I like Scott said, I I tend to try to support the uh, the local businesses uh, when when I can because you want them to still be around. Uh, there's a lot of coronavirus uh, related news. Go figure. But I did want to pick up with something that we really only touched on last week and it seems to be uh, i'll start on. with you tamara yeah <laughs> touched on, yeah we bidened on this for a moment uh but the uh the sexual allegations to joe biden uh seem to still not be a story and i think part of that would be that yeah there's more significant things in the news but i feel pretty confident that if this were and, and i know there have been some in the past if this were a new allegation for President Trump, I was going to say, or Mitch McConnell, but just the idea of, of that just seems horrific. But uh, obviously, you know, not to make light of, of any of this behavior. But uh, so, uh, Tamara, do you think it's primarily that it's because there's more significant news in terms of on, on the national level, health-related news? Uh, I mean, these channels are on all day. They could take a few minutes and talk about this if they wanted to. Uh, do you think it's because it's Joe Biden? Well, it's, what are your thoughts? It's hard on to it's hard yeah. to say. Like I think last week, um, you know, Scott said that um, it's just because coronavirus is what's absolutely taking over everything that's broadcast, and that's true because I mean we're not getting any other news, even entertainment news. Like it's so we're we're really not getting much information at any yeah. uh, of anything that's not coronavirus related so yeah well, the, the, I, let I, me I let me amend that we're getting we're getting coronavirus news and uh whether or not carol baskin murdered her husband by feeding him to tigers these, exactly. are, the two, these are the two topics that we're talking about yeah yes. yeah so anything outside of that is really being brushed under the carpet no matter how important it is so there's that i also feel i i had said last week when we talked about it briefly that i guess be you know the media does have a bias and they don't want to 
um, you know, necessarily paint a Democratic candidate in a in a negative light. But I think more so on that, I I, I think it's sort of just like, but what do you do with this information? As somebody, you know, if I, if I, I believe women, I believe the allegation, but what am I, so now I'm going to vote for Trump, you know, like what is, what are you supposed to do with it um, when you have this information, you know, it's, it's, it's just sort of, um, I guess it's important that it's out there to, for a character, um, you know, to get a, 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 an idea of, of character, but, but then it's just kind of like, he's, he's so far in the lead at this point, he's going to be the democratic nominee. So what yeah. am I supposed to do with this information? That's, that's how I right. feel, you know? Yeah. Whatever the democratic nominee actually means at this point, I'm sure that the uh, convention will be held on zoom. Uh, the uh, voting will be, uh, you know, uh, on, on an app. And uh, the announcement will probably, if I had to guess, the announcement of who wins the election will probably be on Twitch, you know, just because they're just trying to monopolize anything. Uh, Scott, why do you think we're not hearing more about this? Well, it was just exactly what I said from last week. It's, yeah. It really comes down to the fact that the coronavirus coverage is overtaking everything and, and the fact that, you know, we're, we're dealing with the elections and the primary elections like with Wisconsin yesterday and the last minute of the state Supreme Court and U.S. Supreme Court um, interfering in that. So it's a lot of other things that are all tied back to coronavirus that are just playing a bigger role. Um, but I do, I agree with Tamara and I think that it does make it difficult when you think, okay, you want to respect women, you want to be able to um, take this allegation and, and uh, respectfully and, and, you know, see it through. And, but then it's like, what are your alternatives there? Um, and and I, I think it always comes down to the same thing when, when the allegations came out with, with Donald Trump in 2016 and the excess Hollywood tape came out like right before you do the, the cynical part of me always wonders about the timing of it too. It's like, well, where was this a couple months ago when other people, you know, were running like, you know, you, you sometimes do get concerned when the timing comes out. Sure. And is it, it timing done to be able to do something to hurt someone? But it's also, it, it's, it's, it's just a very fine line when you wonder when these allegations come out, when this one took place in 1993, it's sort of like, why now? Where was this in 2008 or, you know, other times. But especially curious why now, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but especially yeah. curious why now, because of if, if this were a smear campaign to take down Biden, wouldn't it have been far more effective six months ago when, mm -hmm. when, when, he, when he was already, you know, behind and he was already, you know, this would have completely taken him out of it. So timing wise, it, that makes it even more curious why, I mean, it, you know, that, that means that, that is more in her favor as to why it's coming out now, but but I'm just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just agreeing, like the timing is so curious. Yeah. And look, you you live in an, we live in an age now where somebody makes an allegation like this, uh, they're going to be analyzed. And the fact that I guess she previously had supported uh, Elizabeth Warren and now she supports Bernie Sanders. So people are taking that into consideration that, you know, you, you can believe that it happened, but then you're like, okay, but this is why she's talking about it now or, you know, so it's uh, it it seems like it's a messy thing, and because of you know, in terms of conversationally, 
and maybe that's why the media isn't devoting time to it. But I also feel like, you know, you can you can take it seriously, and I don't know, de- devote like I don't know, twenty minutes out of a twenty four hour day where you like you know analyze it. And maybe you know, I'm not honestly, I'm not watching as much news. I I, I just can't. Uh, you know, it's a lot of reading through headlines and stuff, but I, I've almost never put on the actual all news channels unless I know something specific's coming up uh, because uh, you know, so maybe they are talking about it more than I think. Uh, but I feel like it's a, it's a significant uh, issue uh, and it's, you know, Biden's not really out there talking that much. And I, I think he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon last week, maybe, and he's done a few interviews and, you know, we were talking on this show, uh, Tamara, I believe you brought up the fact that like, you know, Bernie, by being a Senator, he's out there, he's actually working. I think it's a, it's tough for Biden to, to do much because he should definitely be talking and it's like, he should be doing stuff maybe on his own social media, on his own website. And then it's like, so if you're looking for him, you can find him instead of like him doing like a, a big media blitz, like the Sunday shows, uh, unless he's you know going to specifically talk uh, about Coronavirus, and apparently, uh, from all the uh, the stories that I did read, he and Biden and President Trump did actually speak earlier this week uh, about it, and they both uh, said that it was a favorable conversation. And um, I'm just surprised, Tamara, that we haven't had anyone uh, sort of create the "What do you think that phone call sounded like?" You know, nobody nobody's recreated, you know, done like a a parody of what that phone call would be. And my question is. Uh, why haven't we done it, you and I? Is it because we don't sound like Trump or Biden? Is that really I can't, why? Yeah, I can't yeah. do, uh, I can't do Biden or Bernie to a degree where yeah. it's, it would do that bit justice. But you're right. Why hasn't uh, comedians done that? Well, I also <laughs> would encourage all of us, the three of us or four, when the ladies are here, to do to do the kind of bit where it's like, here, Scott, and then you grab. <laughs> And then you Thanks. grab it and then Thanks, it Tamara. <laughs> I like that actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was it, gonna say they should they should do one and they should just have uh, Biden be Statler and then and they could just get an orange oh. and that could be Trump and, and then they could get yeah. someone could do some voices. It would be great. I would I would love that. And it was probably just a couple words where they're like coronavirus, bad. Yeah. And then they yeah. hang up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like, by the way, you're an idiot. Yep, you're an idiot too. All right, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you in October. Get out of here, you nut. Yeah. So you get the debate. Yeah. It'll be okay. virtual, but I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. There. What what if the I, I've come up with this idea just now for the debate. What they should do is both have uh, World of Warcraft characters, which I assume people still play, and if not, then I'm, it's just an old reference. But then they can actually, you know, it, it can be like within the game. So you have to actually, you know, be logged in and then you can see them as I don't know, ogres or orcs or you know some of that nerd stuff but uh anyway uh besides trying to uh solve uh, the technological problems uh are obviously anybody who comes down with an extreme case of this uh, it, it is significant in their own right of course but uh as of right now at least at this moment <clears throat> to me i feel like uh british prime minister uh boris johnson is kind of one of the one of the more powerful people that are, you know, sidelined by this as a, uh, you know, as a actual world leader, you know, despite what people may have thought of him before he got sick, it, you know, and he's in intensive care. And I guess the reason why I'm, I'm interested in this story, and let me know what you think about it, Scott, is 
I'm surprised that he's kind of the only one. I mean, when you think of, you know, I mean, again, you have to take what you think about Donald Trump out of it. He he's not a young guy. He's not a healthy guy. And maybe, you know, maybe he's like a, maybe he's like one of those like people who Purell's every 10 seconds. I, I actually don't know that about it. it would make sense. You know, if you have to shake a lot of hands and stuff. Um, well, and, what do and, you, go ahead. and he's a purported germaphobe too. So yeah. you would think yeah. he probably well, so that, does. That, that might actually, yeah. But uh, so what do you think uh, the significance of somebody like uh, Boris Johnson and uh, what, I, I, I don't, I don't even know what the, how the order of success, Session works in the UK. I feel like if if he were to be incapacitated, you know, obviously he would uh, hopefully recover. Uh, my understanding is that if he can't serve as prime minister, then Mr. Bean will. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong about that, though. I might I might be a mis. mis <laughs> no, that's exactly okay. Yeah. Great, great. <laughs> no, actually, be great if like John Cleese could do it, and like you know, <laughs> that would be <laughs> right. It's a actually, it's sort of, actually kind of he looks like. A prime minister to me. Are yeah. we well, John Cleese, absolutely. Minister? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, uh, what do you think in terms of you know the the significance of this? Uh, you know, obviously there are ramifications at home, but sort of uh, internationally, do you feel like having your leader is at a time like this? Uh, how much? Uh, it's way beyond an inconvenience. You know what I mean? It it, it could honestly it could be catastrophic to not have your leader. So, what do you think? Uh, this could mean, Scott? Well, I mean, I think already, they're already going through a lot in the UK with, with Brexit. I mean, the good thing is at least um, you have the Queen there, who's going to be 94 in a couple weeks. Oh and yeah, um, But I mean, she's there and she represents that continuity for Britons um, in general. So I, I having someone she like that- she gave a great speech over the weekend. Exactly, exactly. She just did a speech, which is something she's only done four times prior in 68 years on the throne, uh, besides her Christmas uh, day yeah. speech. So having someone like that, that sort of represents that continuity and that stability um, goes a long way uh, for the British people. Um, and especially someone like her who had gone through World War II, um, you know, through the blitz, through some of the worst times in, in UK history. So being able to have that at least helps people. Um, having your leader uh, in the ICU, though, I think also brings to light just how serious this, this disease is. And in an odd sense, might be able to help people to say, okay, maybe I need to stay home too. If it can affect someone as powerful with all the connections and the greatest access to healthcare in the country and everything else, uh, maybe I too need to stay back. You know, maybe some people that weren't taking it as seriously will now take it more seriously. So in a weird way, it might help them. But they're, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough time because already they're going through Brexit, which was already traumatic enough for the country. And now going through this virus on top of that and having your, your leader affected by it and essentially being the ICU. Um, I know they have, I forget which minister it is right now, but he is temporarily running the country um, in the absence of uh, Boris Johnson being able to do it. So the good sense is for them, at least they have, you know, they have the queen there that gave a good speech and represents that stability for them where other countries don't necessarily have that. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's definitely, I think, a surprise, but hopefully a wake-up call for people to know that this disease can affect anyone, rich or poor, powerful or not, and so they need to take it seriously. Well, Scott, I think you answered your own question. It is the Minister of Silly Walks, who is, of course, John Cleese, uh, as you yeah. <laughs> alluded to earlier. Uh, Tamara, uh, you know, here at home, uh, we did have uh, someone who we consider 
our royalty uh, come down, which of course I'm talking about Tom Hanks, uh, who see, he and his wife seem to have uh, you know come out the other side of it because they're back home. And I uh, I don't know. I thought that that was a moment where people were going to take it more seriously. And I think that look, you know, you're you're at a point. I was having a conversation with uh, with some people last night. Uh, don't worry, via Zoom. It was for my personal podcast, The Blackcast, and that's right. That's b l a d t c a s t dot com. But we were talking about it's like, oh, all it takes is like one person to not follow it and go out and spread germs. But it's like, I don't think that's really the ratio. I'd like to say it's like about 80 people are staying in out of 100. But then you have 20 that are just kind of running around. Um, are, and it's, I know it's sort of what we were talking about before. But do you think there is a way to make, I'm just going to talk about Americans. Is there a way to take, for all Americans to take it seriously? Or is it going to have to be like, you know, I think Americans to, will only take it seriously if uh, coronavirus can be passed on to their guns. That's honestly what this reminds me of is that, uh, you know, I, I don't think that there's a certain figure where the, the people that aren't taking this seriously, I don't think that there's a certain figure that, oh, when this person gets it, maybe they will start to. It, yeah. it reminds me of that same conversation that we have when there's a mass shooting and it's like, now will people, can we make, you know, some progress in gun legislation it's just like no no certain things yeah. the needle's just never gonna budge yeah no i know it's uh i i don't know it's uh i i i and i don't i don't know where the the other side of it you know i mean you get uh the the way to find comfort and solace is uh, not to uh turn to the media and not look for the headlines because uh you know it, it's any comment so there's a there was a headline that uh, Dr. Fauci said that uh, you know well we might never get back to normal and then when you see what he actually said was like well you know they'll always kind of be around and uh, you know people will still get it uh, there'll be the vaccine and I think we talked about last week there being a vaccine isn't going to solve it because plenty of people don't get the flu shot you know so people aren't going to get their coronavirus shot uh, you know and then. You run into the the healthcare aspect of it. So, uh, but just in general, if people are able to get it, that still doesn't mean they will get it. And you know, then there's you'll see the other headlines is like, oh yeah, you know, 2020 is kind of shot, but maybe by 2021, uh, you know, thing things will uh, start to even out. And um, I mean, he also said that it's cyclical, so yeah. it will come back in waves. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely you know there's there's the idea of the phase two, uh, and I think that we talked about, uh, I think we talked about it last week that when it came to the Spanish flu in 1918, it was actually the second wave was the the much deadlier one. You know? But I think right. we need to consider. I think we need to consider that, like, because we still don't know what actually, I don't know, caused this, what pathogen. Uh, I don't know if you heard the jokes at the top. It's 5G in our phones. <laughs> So uh, we should probably all smash ourselves. All we know, but what, yeah. but but I think chances are these types of uh, viruses are going to become somehow be related to everything else that is changing in in the world, and I'm not saying directly related to climate change, but some effect of climate change will cause this sort sort of illness to I, I'm just I'm not saying that that is the case I just wouldn't be surprised no. if this happens more and more it's just this is the world that we're going to live in now Tamara I've seen the Lion King I understand about the circle of life so I think you're absolutely right so you know the climate's going to get hotter somehow you know 
super d- diseases that uh, we, you know, this is, this is a bad time for uh, us to have anti-vaxxers uh, out there, you know, because there are those, let's not forget about those diseases that uh, we shouldn't, that shouldn't even exist anymore that are still out there. And, you know, you'll still hear about people who, you know, sometimes there are older people who don't get coronavirus, but they, you know, they get something else. And you're just like, oh, that's right. You can you can die from other things too. It's uh, so. I think that yeah, it's only going to get more difficult. And sort of, you know, the idea that, you know, look, it's going to be like 130 degrees today. You're going to have to stay in for the next three days. You know, I can I can see, and I'm not talking about like in Phoenix. You know, I'm talking about just in general. You know, in Alaska, it'll be 130 degrees or whatever. I, I don't. That's probably not our lifetimes, but I can see that, like, like logically, you're like, yeah, of course that can happen. There can be more diseases like this. Uh, and as I said, turning to the the headlines are, aren't comforting, uh, especially when you read that uh, grocery workers are uh, starting to come down with this in large numbers, uh, and then uh, some of them have uh, have died. You're reading about the sort of the fragile system that has the supply chain of of all the uh, truck drivers out there, you know, I mean, look, all this stuff that people line up uh, outside of Costco to get, it has to get there somehow. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, if, if there, and I, I think that there've been issues for uh, truck drivers that they don't have anywhere to stop really, you know, I mean, obviously they have gas stations and stuff, but, uh, you know, it's affecting the essential workers. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, look, people are, are like quick to say like, Oh yeah, well, thank you to the, uh, you know, to the, to the people who work at the grocery stores, but it's also like, you know, are they being taken care of by their employers? And, you know, you, you hope that they are, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, it, you, you can see just how fragile this whole thing is, you know, I mean, our, our post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, uh, entertainment that we've had over the years usually doesn't have everybody's cell phone working and the ability to go into, you know, Walmart and get two gallons of ice cream. But, right now we can we can actually do all of that and uh i so this is exactly why i try to not spend a lot of time reading the news because you're just like oh yeah it's really it's this is the wind's gonna blow the wrong way and uh there's gonna be nobody to work at the grocery stores and then even if the grocery stores could open there's not gonna be any stuff to put on the shelves um what uh you know look i'm all in favor of the government getting involved and helping. And uh, I think I was reading that there's going to be more stimulus money for small business. Um, You know, before we run out of time, I mean, uh, are there big picture things that seem to either of you uh, that, well, here, here's something that would help. And sure. It's like, you're helping people who are already sick, but uh, sort of keeping the infrastructure, you know, being prepared for things like grocery workers and truck drivers. Uh, I'll ask you first, Tamara. Um, Here's things that will help. I, I do think because this is lasting so long, we are going to get accustomed to um, certain things that may be a little bit better for us. Just maybe people who weren't washing their hands very frequently, <laughs> maybe maybe they will now more yeah. often. Maybe people will be more conscious about touching their face. And, and just, just things that we've now become accustomed to, they will probably last at least for a little while. I've already, when I watch something, I don't know if you guys do this, but I forget that that takes place in a time when there's not a pandemic going on. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be like, Ooh, they just shook hands. And you know, like it, it yeah. takes me out and I have to remind myself, like they're not living in my world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, they're uh, the uh, one of the first days that uh, we were doing uh, after bus shows like this. I was doing the Curb Your Enthusiasm after show and they were all at a restaurant. There was a storyline about a, a waitress who was very sweaty oh, yeah. and a droplet <laughs> of sweat went into the to the soup. And you're just like, this this is from a different time. <laughs> so you have to yeah. watch. Yeah, no. And it, it's. Yeah, and then, look, there's the ideas of uh, like I don't, I don't, you know, most people are gonna be like, like, what are you doing? Don't, don't try to shake my hand, you know. Um, I, I guess I'm gonna have to stop sneezing on people when I meet them. So, uh, you know, we all have to make sacrifices. Everybody makes sacrifices. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Scott? Are there sort of big things that the government could do? Uh, that obviously there might be roadblocks, you know, uh, things, things that can sort of. Uh, you know, help us be prepared for other ways, which unfortunately this can, this can certainly get worse. Well, I think the most important thing is testing, testing, testing. I mean, that's really what's going to help get us back to a sense of normalcy, because if they have enough tests to go around, you could theoretically get people back to work knowing that every day they could come in and be tested um, until we can get some control of this. And then I think the second part of it is, is that they really need to, um, just have a stockpile uh, created again, not just for uh, pandemics, but just be prepared for uh, emergencies again, you know, with FEMA, just have lots of bottled water and shelf-stable food and start to really develop a really good stockpile that can be distributed out in uh, an event of emergencies from natural disasters. I mean, we have hurricane season that's coming back in two months and it's forecast to be above average. Um, you know, we're, there's always a threat of earthquakes out here in the West. Um, and so there's, there's things that they should be doing now and learning. And, and I know Adam Schiff had, had posted a tweet the other day saying they should do a bipartisan kind of panel and just see what worked and what didn't work. And I think those are two things that they'll really have to look at is, is how they're, they're using those resources and what kind of, um, setup are they going to have to be able to be prepared for the next pandemic or next, uh, natural disaster. In the meantime, they just need to be ramping up the tests to be able to make it accessible for everyone at any time so that we can feel confident to be able to go back into society because that's one of the, the four kind of key points that they're going to need to have to be able to return uh, to normal. And beyond that, it's just going to be able to make sure that, you know, the healthcare system is not going to be overwhelmed. Um, but that's the first thing, testing, testing, testing. They've got to ramp up the tests and make them accessible to everyone because it's going to be a while uh, in certain parts yeah. of the country before we even get to the peak. Yeah, no, I mean, even for, you know, sort of the, we, we keep getting told that the the next two weeks, even a little bit less now, or, or where it's uh, probably going to be the worst in a lot of places. Uh, but what's uh, obviously not helping are uh, what has become a, a sort of a big rallying cry from people. It's not even like a Republican issue. It is a, a very, very right-leaning, uh, this idea that uh, churches have had to be closed because last Sunday was Palm Sunday. And uh, of course, uh, Easter's next Sunday. Uh, I, I know it's a Passover. So, uh, but the here's the thing. The people that are yelling about their houses of worship being closed aren't the ones who celebrate Passover. So you have uh, pastors who are holding services just as normal who are having to get arrested. And uh, I don't know, you guys probably follow quote unquote more normal people than I do on Twitter, but I, I see a lot of the posts. It's like, th this is what they want. This is what the left want. The left want empty churches. And to, to make the point is like, if only churches were being closed right now, I'd be like, 
yeah, I, I, I think you, you at least have some kernel of, of, of a point, but it's like, nobody's going to work. Like nothing's open. Yes. I know grocery stores are open, but that's because they sell food and we need food. So it's, um, you know, I, I look, I, and I, 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 I was raised going to church. I haven't uh, been in quite a while. I, I do understand how important it is for people's lives. I know a lot of people who they do stream like a, you know, a service from, from their church or another, you know, they do watch, they, they sit with their family and they watch something. So there, look, there's ways to do it. You don't have to actually be in the building. And I always like to think that, uh, you know, God doesn't need you to be in his house to uh, say hi, you know, he'd probably rather not have to clean up and everything just just say hi to him from your house but uh how can you can we foresee this becoming a bigger problem uh, especially if it turns out to be something where you know you're gonna see the the national guard basically like dragging people out of churches and arresting them for for assembly because as as dangerous as it is for the pastors to tell people that church is still open you do have all the people who still go uh so uh what uh where how much worse can this uh, potentially uh, get uh, to uh, having our our uh, already incredibly divided country a, a little bit more divided, uh, Tamara? Yeah, I mean, you know, AA meetings have moved to be broadcast online. Yeah. Everything is, is moving to this format right here. Yeah. So I think prior to uh, the the harsh divide that we are currently living in. Like if this had happened, you know, six years ago, I don't think that we would be having this problem with churches because um, I, I, I think that insisting that you're going to gather in church is a direct um, defiance of, uh, well, I mean, just as you said, like the, this is what the left wants. And it's like, it yeah. has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is for your own best interest. And, and I would think that, any pastor who really wants to look out for the best interest of his congregation. Is it, is it only in Christian churches or is this happening in synagogues and in temples and other? I'm, I'm honestly not hearing about it and maybe they're only covering the Christian churches. So I, I'm going to assume that they're not the only ones, but that's what I find as I look for, you know, when I was putting these stories together for the show uh, that I was only finding, you know, there's uh, specifically, it was, uh, it was one in Louisiana. Uh, we've heard of others. We talked about this a little bit last week too. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I just would, I'm I hearing would think about that if any spiritual advisor has a genuine concern for the, 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 their followers well-being, I, I think it's absolutely an abomination that they wouldn't follow the distancing instructions. Right. Yeah. Uh, Scott, do you, uh, do you see sort of this level of, uh, of, of this, uh, escalating really? I mean, possibly could slow down after Easter, but uh, if, if pastors are still opening the doors, uh, you're going to have some percentage of people that feel like that they should be there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they, there will be. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to escalate post-Easter to the point that like you said it's going to be that extreme where National Guard's coming in or anything, because I think just optics-wise, um, especially people running for election this fall are not going to want that to happen. I you know, there's just really no excuse anymore uh, these days to not be able to do it socially distant. I get the community aspect of it, and people love to be able to see people that they see that, you know, maybe once a week, and there is a familiar kind of family kind of feeling to that, especially if you're isolated all week long. 
Um, but there's so many other options now. Like you said, you can be online now. Most churches and synagogues and houses of worship have links online where you can watch it um, whenever you want from the safety and comfort of your home. If you don't want to get up and go to 8 a.m. service, you can watch it at 2 in the afternoon. Um, and also there's a lot of churches doing Oh, we had had such a great connection with Scott for the entire show. Wow. So there's a lot of options that you can still do and still have socially distant stuff. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, there, there, there are solutions. And yeah, I mean, you're sort of talking about the difference a few years ago. Just imagine something like this, uh, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you're not able to, you know, connect in these ways from your own home. And I, you know, I think we have a little bit of the luxury of just how much we can actually do from home. I mean, I can't, I honestly, I can't even imagine uh, people being able to work from, I mean, people that are hosting television shows from their home now. And like, I feel like 10 years ago that, you know, you could have done it, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have looked very good. So uh, believe it or not, we're out of time already. Uh, so much more uh, to talk about, but um we're not going anywhere, so we'll uh, be able to talk about it uh, next time. Uh, Tamara, where can people keep in touch with you? Hey, keep in touch with me on Instagram. I'm at Hey Tamara. And uh, Scott Moore, have you uh, been uh, keeping the uh, the tweet storms to uh, a little bit more of a drizzle right now? Because uh, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you challenge uh, Mitch McConnell to a virtual fist fight anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to take, you know, Sundays off, day of rest, you yeah, know, but I, I was back at it yesterday. So, yeah, okay, so. good. All right. So, and people can find you at S Manny. I was going to say you could correct. Yeah. S Manny. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And uh, if you want a little bit more lighthearted news, a little bit lighthearted uh, conversation over on the Popcorn Talk. Uh, Thursdays at this same time, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of Marvel Movie News. So uh, we'll talk about superheroes and uh, that sort of stuff instead of, uh, you know, the idea of uh, grocery workers and truck drivers uh, getting too sick to work. So it'll be a little bit more fun. Uh, that's all we have uh, for now. Uh, thanks again to uh, Ryan, I would say, in the booth, but uh, he's in the bunker, just like all of us in our separate bunkers. Thanks again to everyone, and uh, we will see you uh, next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Bye, everyone. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.